0: I'm very excited about today's call, but before we begin, we have Jesse Ledoux, our queen of coaching, with our product of the week. Jesse, tell us about the new product that you've discovered.
1: I am so excited about this product, Steven. It's so new to the pageant planet, but it is so valuable. So we have started. Through our VIP membership, Um, and this is actually for all contestants of any age, any division, any system, it's a one-on-one coaching call, and you can actually purchase it individually. So it's a 20-minute session with one of our expert coaches to go through any questions, concerns, challenges you're facing in your preparation, and just give you that extra set of expert eyes to make sure you are crossing your T's and dotting your I's.
0: So with that, like, what if it's a male contestant or, you know, a mom that's looking for additional help for her three-year-old daughter, you know, all that, all that's covered.
1: Absolutely. So, we have clients as young as two years old, and we have dabbled in the male pageant sphere. So, we can cover, again, any age, any pageant system. And if we're not familiar with the system, we will educate ourselves to make sure that we are ready and able to give you the best advice possible based on the history and the preference of your individual system.
0: That's awesome. And, you know, because if you don't know, I mean, there's no one coach on the planet who's an expert in every. in every pageant, because honestly, there's just too many. So um, what do you do? Do you reach out to the director? Do you ask them what they're looking for in a title holder? And, and how does that kind of uh, virtual handshake work?
1: Sure. Um, Well, the first thing we do is we ask for your pageant paperwork, if you have any from pageants past or any kind of a draft you have working from. And then we are happy to reach out to the director, do research um, online, whether it's the website or their social media. And then the last thing we can always do is reach out to present or past national title holders, because who knows better than those that have lived it. So we are happy to take that extra step to make sure your preparation is thorough and exactly where it needs to be.
0: Yeah, we, we've we done this in the past with like, you know, National American Miss. If we had a question about their rules, we reached out to you know, Steve and Kathleen or whomever. And then we've also done this a lot with other organizations. Like if we don't know, we just reach out. And thankfully, because of the influence of our brand, like we can do that. And I mean, everybody is pretty comfortable because the director wants to give us the right information to give their girls or, or their guys. Um so how can they find out about this? And if they're a VIP member, like, how does it work for them? And and what's the cost?
1: So this is an add on item for anyone. Like I mentioned, it is available for existing VIP members who get unlimited mock interview coaching. This is a nice add on to make sure that you are well-rounded in your preparation but for even any of our readers or our followers this is an item you can purchase it's only $25 like I said it's a 20-minute session and you know your friends your family your existing coaches they may be getting comfortable with you and you want to be challenged or you might be getting used to their particular type of questioning so this is something that you can get out of your comfort zone and get one more perspective before pageant day or if you wanted to do monthly that would be a great option as well Um, and you can find it by visiting the pageantplanet.com/pageant-coaching.
0: Awesome. And I did have one last question. Is it video or is it just phone call? How does that work?
1: I'm glad you asked. So we do all of our coaching sessions both mock interviews and coaching through a online portal. You don't even have to download a program. You click a link and it brings you right to a video conferencing software, so you will be face to face with that coach and have some great video and audio interface.
0: Awesome. Thank you, Jesse. Thanks, Stephen. Welcome to the Pageant Planet Podcast, where we help you succeed in pageantry. Now, here's your host, Stephen Roddy. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the call. Today, Jesse, our queen of coaching, and I, we're going to discuss how to answer difficult questions in pageant interview. And in order to do do this, we're going to talk about some current events and really how to prepare. But before we get into the show, we really just need to thank our sponsor, who is Mac Dougal. And he has just an amazing um, interview line and specifically through his daughter, Ina Dougal. So if you go on the pageant planet and you click on pageant interview like outfits, you'll see this vast array of just different interview options, which are like totally and completely unique. So Jesse... um, Welcome to the call and kind of kick us off and let us know where we should begin.
1: Hey Steven, so one of the biggest fears for pageant contestants in the Miss the Mi- the Miss the Misses, the Miss, the Teen divisions is that moment of getting a current event question or a really difficult question that they weren't expecting and having that deer in the headlights oh gosh, I hate to reference this, but the Miss South Carolina Teen USA with the maps and the Iraq and such as and like. So everyone has that fear um, of kind of having that moment of how the heck am I going to answer this question, whether it's nerves, whether it's inexperience, or whether it's not being researched enough. So today we're going to talk about strategies that you can utilize to prepare yourself or handle if you might not have the perfect answer at hand.
0: Okay, so can you give us a a bit of an outline of what these strategies are?
1: Of course. So first of all, this topic is really geared toward contestants that have a current event of questionability. So a lot of pageants will say, no politics, no religion, so you're less likely to get these hot topics. Um, We will, so don't turn off that dial because we will be talking about more general difficult questions. But in today's call, we are going to talk about a tool you can use to go through current events or difficult topics. So if they're not current events, but they are difficult topics, how you can break that down so your research is manageable. Because often if you're on CNN and you're looking at this outpouring of information, what are you going to compartmentalize? What are you going to remove? Member And how can you apply that to your title holder interview? So that is what we'll be breaking down. Um, And then at the end of the call, I will be giving you my top 10 current events of today that you can use to go through that tool that we'll talk about.
0: That's great. Um, Okay, so give us the first step.
1: So the first step in any interview of any question doesn't have to be a difficult one is to be honest. Um, and you know, I like my funny story. So I'll start with an anecdote today. Um, if you, if you know me or you're one of our VIP members, um, you know that I started competing in the Miss America organization when I was 17. I talk about this every week. I was so surprised. I had no idea that winning a local meant I went to state. So I didn't really prep for my interview at state, which was a huge mistake. So I got a question about who do you, who do I think? is the next president of the United States. And this was an off election year. It was like two years between the election, so it really hadn't ramped up. And instead of being honest, I thought I pulled this really great tidbit of information out of my mind, and I said, you know, there is a young senator from Illinois, his name is Osafa Powell, and I thought he spoke with such conviction at the Democratic rally, and he sure would have my vote in two years. So I walk out of my interview, ultimately, guess who that was? Osafa Powell was actually Barack Obama. And I said, where the heck did I get Osafa Powell from? And I could tell that they were judges were all giggling as I look back. And two years later was an Olympic year and Osafa Powell is in fact a Jamaican sprinter. <laughs> Yeah. That's a true story. That's me in a nutshell. I was 17. I didn't know any better. I didn't didn't admit that I didn't have the answer. And I was also overconfident um, because I wasn't really knowing what to expect. But if I were just been honest and you know, there's a senator in Illinois. I was right about that. Or I could have just said there's a senator um, that really had passion when speaking in the Democratic National Convention. You know, I don't remember his name right now, but I can promise you he's one to watch. So that would have been just an adequate of an answer, would it not?
0: Oh, no, that would have been that would have been perfect, but honestly, I mean we talk about how our personality types are a lot alike, and that's something I would totally have said too, um like in my younger years for sure
1: well, and then later in the interview my my platform at the time was hunger on a local state and national level, and they they asked me about if I thought hybrid fruits were dangerous, and I went in this whole diatribe about how. Oh gosh, it's so long ago. It was just a diatribe. Let's let's leave it at that. And then I looked up hybrid fruits after the fact because I didn't have a smartphone. So I had to wait till I got to my computer in my room. And hybrid fruits are like tangerines. <laughs> and I, so It just, it just leads the lesson that be honest, don't oversell what you don't know in the hopes that you think it will make you look better or wiser or more qualified. Just say, no, I I don't feel super informed on that topic. What I can say about this topic is blank and you can segue Um, on the off chance. that It's like a totally random title or term that you've never heard you can just say can you give me a little more insight on what that term refers to because i'm not quite familiar and then hopefully they'll either clarify but move forward but be, be honest number one lesson
0: so in your experience do judges dock points for a girl that's just like you got me i don't know i mean she says it in a professional way with inside of her personality of course but do judges dock points for that
1: I think it's how you deliver that answer, and I think there are two ways you can go. One, if your personality is over the top, above and beyond, bright and bubbly, you probably can handle it with a little bit of a cheeky humor, but not, to your point, unprofessionally. Um, but I think, Matt, so you're essentially at a press conference in an interview, right? Yeah. So if you were at a press conference and you fudged a topic and that was printed in the news the next day, you would be a total black eye on the organization and on yourself. So I think a judge, if you can, if, as long as it's not a topic that you should really know, uh, I think a judge appreciates the honesty if you can deliver it in a polished way.
0: Yeah, no, it, that's been my experience too. Uh, like anytime a judge or a contestant is just owned up, it's like, you know what, that, that's a great question. Um, I don't have the answer for it. Or like, hey, can you tell me what this word means? I, I don't ever... Dock her a score. I'm just like, all right, she doesn't know. Like, I'm not, I'm not gonna put a crown on her head because she's a walking encyclopedia. I, I, there's other attributes I'm looking for. She just happened mm-hmm. not to know that question. That's totally fine.
1: Oh, for sure. And the other, the other piece of that to your point is, I hate when contestants ask me to clarify what I meant. So there's a difference here. So here's the difference. The first is you didn't understand a phrase or a topic or a word that was used in the question. That's fine. If you ask questions say, like, well, did you mean, are you asking it this way? And that way they're, you're making them totally rephrase their question. If that's the case, and you think you're gonna take it one way, take it that way and at the end and say, I hope that answers your question, but I realize now we may have mentioned meant something else. Was I correct? And then ask let them, but you might have been able to pacify them enough with your first answer. Don't waste time doing that second guessing because a judge will pick up on that lack of confidence.
0: Well, and, and it's true, and you never want to make a judge feel less than in the presence of their peers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know I, I've considered myself a pretty confident individual, but if I ask you a question and then you're like, "I don't understand what you mean, internally the the conversation with myself could be like oh my gosh did i look stupid among my peers like if it's a panel mm-hmm. style and depending on the personality of that particular judge they could score you less for making them feel less than or like embarrassing them even though it's totally not the contestants um gosh it's not his or her intention to make that judge feel that way but you just got to be sensitive of where people are are coming from. So I love that what you said just take it run with it and at the end say, you know, but there's a few different ways you could have meant that question, so you know, feel free to ask a follow-up if I didn't get it right.
1: Perfect. Oh, Stephen, you did such a great job with that. Thank
0: you. Hey, fun fact about fun fact about myself is I I held my very first press conference Um, it was on my 24th birthday and there was like, like eight different media channels there and really nervous. Um, but it was, it was on November 18th, which was my birthday. And, uh, yeah, I turned 24 and that was my first ever like press conference.
1: What was the hardest question you got?
0: You know, I got a lot of fluff questions, but then there was one reporter. She was like, you know, there's been three other teams in here that's failed before you. You know, based on your age and your experience, what makes you think that you're going to be successful? I was like, that's not really... I was like that's a great question.
1: I'll, and, I'll let you know at the end of the season. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's
0: like, hey, let's touch base in, you know, in uh, eight months from now. But it was it was a very it was an honest question, and I didn't take it as um, negative. And um, I don't remember exactly what I even said, honestly, but I do remember um, that question, and I remember feeling like that's a really valid question and I, I didn't take offense by it. And I feel like if you can say that honestly about somebody's question, then you have a tendency to answer it a lot better because mm-hmm. you're not coming from a place of defense. You're not coming from a place of trying to prove yourself. You're like, gosh, that's a, that's a really valid question. Honestly, if I was in your shoes, I'd probably feel the same way. Um, so that's been my experience um, in any scenario when I might know the topic at hand or not. Um, if I can get into the other person's shoes um, and just have my guard down and just answer it as authentically as possible from a place of just love, um, then it always comes across and converts better.
1: No, absolutely. And I, I totally agree with what you're saying. And from someone who has aged out of many pattern systems at this point in my life. (laughs) I look back and I think about how much I expected of myself or my peers going into interview and looking back, seeing our current Miss America savvy. I mean, she's imperfectly perfect. And I wish I got that when I was competing. I wish I knew that I was allowed to be that. And I mean, you If those of you listen to our podcast, you hear me say all the time, new school pageantry, and that's where we are. So don't be afraid to be vulnerable. Judges are people too. Um, People always think they're this like one of those "Ah," moments, like hallelujah moments. Um, They are real people too. So they value the seeing you at at more than just your service
0: value. Yeah. And to touch on your point, when we see flaws in nature, we're like, oh my gosh, that's beautiful. Like when we see a a particular, like a dog with, or a cat with different colored eyes, or, I mean, that's a genetic flaw. Like, oh my gosh, it's so unique. Or a tree that maybe has a massive hole in it, or a rock that's like, uh, you know, chipped away in a certain angle. Like when we see those flaws, we're we're enamored by it. We admire it. Um, And, but when it comes to ourselves, it's kind of a lie of society that you have to be you know, perfect or you have to be on all the time. But I feel like the MCs, for example, that are most endearing uh, when you're watching and they mess up, they just kind of chuckle at themselves and keep going on. Um, They're just like, oh yeah, okay, my bad. And then they just, they don't make a big deal of it, but they just keep moving on. And the same is true in interview.
1: And I I think everyone can relate to this. Don't you love seeing bloopers at the end of a show or a movie or a series? Because, like, people do this. You think they do it perfectly. And they're professionals. They're being paid to be on camera, be on a show, be in a movie. But they're not perfect. And I love watching those because you get to see someone in a position of vulnerability. And you get to see them just being them. And I, I love it. It's so endearing and, like, Make it your own blooper reel. Like, Put that as part of like, you'll look back and watch that interview video years later and think, you know what? That was the perfect representation of me. So never be afraid to show that side if you have to.
0: Yeah, it's great. And it makes you kind of just connect with that actor or actress even more or the musician or whomever you're watching. Like, oh my gosh, I kind of like him a little better now. I mean, so um, all right so the the form like you have this particular formula that you walk yeah. through all of our um contestants with so what what what's that formula
1: yeah so i actually uh, one thing i did do right and back in my day um was i created this tool and because i always thought you had to know everything about every topic and your brain just You just can't do it. Especially because you are so focused on your brand and your plan and your title holder goals. And that should be your focus. Current events be educated, but that shouldn't be your focus. So this is a really simple formula that I use for all of our VIP members who are in these pageants that have current event aspects. And I say, create a spreadsheet. And these are the four, the five columns. I guess the first is your topic. And we'll talk about some examples of topics later. The, first col- the second column um, after the topic, the title, is a pro or a for. So if you're going to do a for and against. So for column, third will be against um, or cons. So pros and cons are for and against depending upon the title or the topic. The third piece of this is the relevance. And I realize my numbers are all over the place. We'll, we'll go over it again afterwards. Uh, relevance, how this plays into your life. Do you have a story of someone you know that this topic is directly affected by? Do you have a lineage that ties back if it relates to um, a history piece, uh, et cetera? So is there a relevance to your life or your platform and what is that? And then the final column is a fact or a historical reference. So this is the meat. So this is how you show, okay, I've not only developed my opinion, but I also have looked at history, facts, stats, details to back up my opinion. So let's break that down. Again, you have your topic, your pro, your con, your relevance, and your fact. And those top, those four columns that you've just put together really can encompass your entire answer because you can have an opinion. You're allowed to have your opinion. That's your for or your against, with depending upon what you agree with. But people will take your opinion in a more weighted way if you can at least re- reference the other side because you need to be a title holder that can relate to all different types of people so have your opinion but be able to acknowledge that there are other sides too gotcha,
0: gotcha. and before we get into like the specific topics that we we need to fill in the blanks here there's probably some items that is current re- event related like news related that girls should absolutely know like mm-hmm. the name of their state senators Oh, right? gosh! because so, you always have that one judge, especially in the American system, that's like they want you to know and say who your governor is or state senators, et cetera.
1: Oh, for sure. I mean, it's even as pull up your state's Wikipedia page. It's that simple. Your Wikipedia page will show you your state flag, your state senators, your representatives. It'll show you your state bird, your state flower, your state motto. I mean, those go without saying. Depending upon which um, territory you represent, I mean, those are just foundational things that you should know. It provides history to who you are and the and the, the location that you want to represent. So that goes without saying.
0: Okay, so let's um, let's go ahead and, and cover like what you feel like are the ten topics that they need to cover as far as current events, and then after we get on the other side of that, let's talk about like some non current event questions that yep. could be thrown at them that would be like challenging for them to answer.
1: Yeah, so let's um let's talk about the 10 and then let's break down one of these topics using that spreadsheet just to help you out and then I think totally we'll go into those more general questions. But in my opinion, going through the going through CNN today, here are some of the top 10 topics that you should absolutely be prepared with. The death penalty. Knowing whether you agree, disagree, why? Why not? How it's relevant. Um, transgender rights. Very, very, very important to be versed on. Marriage equality, where you stand, um, how you believe that fits into our Constitution. Um, equal pay. If you, if you watch Miss USA, feminism, equal pay. It was it rang so clearly throughout that entire theme of that pageant. Foreign presence, again, goes without saying, especially in light of a new um, A new president in office, this can change in any direction, so know your thoughts on that. Um, It might be over, but it's not forgotten. The presidential election, um, make sure that you're still able to be versed on who you voted for, why you voted for that person, and how you feel about it now. Social media, how social media plays a role um, in society today. Russia, uh, obviously with Comey, uh, Comey's trial and all of that news coming out, it's important to have your facts straight there. Uh, opioid addiction. Most states right now are going through a severe drug epidemic. So be prepared. And lastly, something environmental related. So it could probably be fracking. Uh, so think about that pipeline burst, etc. So something revolving the environment. Those, in my opinion, are the top 10 current event um, topics that we see most regularly.
0: Okay. And okay. Which one of these would you like to dissect and break down using your, your column strategy?
1: Oh my goodness. You're about to show me how out of practice I am. Well, <laughs> so the death penalty, that was number one. So the death penalty. Okay. So for or against. So that is your own, um, introspection of, okay, do you agree or do you disagree and why and why not? So be able to show, Um, So if you're for the death penalty, I am for the death penalty because justice, for instance. Uh, I am against the death penalty because I don't believe in eye for an eye. So it can be as simple as that. So what's your sound bite with your pro What's your soundbite for your con? Um, relevance. How does that relate to you? Is there a time in your life where you maybe started wanting justice on someone who did you wrong, but at the end of the day, you were able to work through that as an adult and now you have a relationship with that person? And again, that's it's a loose interpretation of the death penalty, but it shows forgiveness, it shows personal development, et cetera. So, and then last... Uh, go ahead. A
0: little question around relevance. Yeah. Should yeah. they... Um, when they're pulling in their relevance, should they tie it in with their platform or just a personal story?
1: I don't think it has to be tied with their platform. If it makes sense, yes. Current events are hard enough. So I don't want people to feel like, okay, not only do I have to spin this to myself, I have to have to spin, spin it to my platform and remember my stats and my facts and my details. I don't want to overwhelm anyone going in an interview that might already be nervous about this. Um, so this is just, you don't need to say all four of these parts in your answer. It's just to help you develop your thought process around the topic.
0: Got it. Okay. And what's the last column?
1: And the last is your fact, your detail, your historical reference. Um, so my fact is that it costs more money financially to, um, put someone through the death penalty than it does to incarcerate them for life, which I actually didn't know. One of our VIP members taught me that. Um, So that would be my fact backing up if I were to be against the death penalty. Um, That would be one of the reasons why. So again, that will change entirely based on who you are, where you live, because where you live very much, very much of the time can dictate your thoughts and beliefs, not always, but sometimes. So that will vary a hundred percent on you. And it goes back to rule number one of the call, which was be honest. So as you're going through these pieces, really think about where do you stand? Because judges right now are valuing those honest opinions.
0: Yeah. And, you know, another con for um, the death penalty is like the punishment is so, I mean, it's like 15 years ago, this person committed this crime there's such a distance between when that person actually quote pays for their crime through the death penalty that it's just like, I mean, at this point, just, (laughs) just let them go on. Um, okay. So now what are some other, I guess, what are some other controversial or not controversial challenging questions that Mm -hmm. somebody might get an interview that's non current events related?
1: Yeah, so um, bullying is a, a huge one um, right now. A lot of uh, contestants have bullying or confidence as a platform, so this fits into that. Um, one of the hardest questions I've heard, and I shouldn't say it's necessarily a hard question, but it's an introspective question is, have you ever been a bully?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And immediately your job interview red flag goes off, right? Because you don't want to say that you've done something wrong and draw attention to that, but I think at one point, I mean, I'd like to think that we're not all perfect, right? Um, but there might be a, have been a time that you have, would have been a bully. And it makes you really stop and think about yourself. So you're, you're, like, you're kind of internally conflicted with that. So I would say be honest, show how you've grown. Um, and the same can be said for the question about what's your weakness, so, we're always saying, well, my weakness is I'm so detail-oriented that I love to do everything so perfectly. Like, that is not a weakness. Like, you're so full of it. Like, I hate when contestants say stuff like that. Don't you?
0: Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's like, come on. Who are you kidding? Like, your weakness is like, you know, sometimes I procrastinate. And when I say sometimes, I mean <laughs> three times a week. <laughs> but... Ten times. Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's something that's like real, but it's not damning enough to keep you away from the crown. Mm-hmm. It's, but it is like, it's a legit, a real weakness. And uh, if you're
1: working on it, that's even better. Say, so, you know, I procrastinate, but one of the things that I do is keeping myself, my time blocked so I can be held accountable to that or something like that. Show me how you're putting, putting plans into practice to make yourself better.
0: Yeah. Just. Side sidebar, like, what do you feel like one of your biggest weaknesses are? Weaknesses are weakness is,
1: what? What my what? Well, my greatest weakness, Stephen, is cheese. Um, <laughs> that is so. If I like to answer questions with humor, that's my personality. So that works for me. My. My greatest um, is budgeting my time. And, Stephen, you and I talk about this all the time. It's when you're pulled in so many different directions, how are you able to navigate that? So one of the things I mentioned um, already is I try to budget my time with blocks. So if I spend two hours doing this and then once that alarm goes off, I move on to the next topic and it's able to keep me on task so I don't get bogged down by one particular activity.
0: Mm. I like that. Yeah. How about you, (sighs)
1: Stephen?
0: You know, I I actually, this is one of the things that I I went to a personal development conference this this past weekend. And um, literally Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, I was in the conference. That's why I was like, okay, I'm offline. (laughs) I trust you guys to handle it. I was in the conference for almost 40 hours, those three days. I mean, it was like wildly intense. What I discovered was that one of like my biggest weaknesses is my drive for success. And it seems like a fluff answer, but it drives me so much that it's challenging for me to relax. And when it's out of check, it's very easy for me to start putting my desire for improvement, even above my wife. And I was like, Ooh, like in the beginning of our relationship, that was a really challenging thing. Um, and so I put structures in place so that that, that wouldn't happen because when I decided to get married, I also decided that Renata's first and pageant plan is now second, but I was single for like five years right so before she came in. So when she came in, it was a big, it was a big shift, but if I'm not careful um, the business always creeps up and goes first and I choose like improving the business rather than like maybe just chill and relax like family time. So I really got to structure and schedule that in. Um, and then like, like with those, it's like if something isn't helping me to improve, whether my body, my mind, my whatever, I, I don't, I don't enjoy it as much, but it's, it's something that I'm not necessarily able to lay down. Um, uh, or I wasn't at the time. Cause I didn't realize it, that it was a driving force because of like a, a big failure that I had when I was little. So, I realized that and I was like, oh my gosh. Like so that's something I'm I'm present to now because it was just revealed to me <laughs> the week And I'm like, oh my gosh, that makes so much sense. And Renata was like, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that makes so much sense. Um, so yeah, that, that's a big one for that's a big one for me.
1: Yeah. And so if you follow these steps, it's really very clear. So be honest, be prepared. So use that spreadsheet to your advantage. You can see all different sides, be objective, and be solution-based. So whenever you can be forward-thinking, whether it's to do with these current events where here's what I would suggest, if I were in charge, here's what my my plan would be, or that can also be those f- more fluffy questions. What's your greatest weakness? What is your solution to that weakness? So be honest, be objective, and be solution-based.
0: Yeah, and like a challenging question, like a difficult question, really just loosely said is a question you don't know the answer to right off the bat Mm -hmm. um you always say like if you think you die in interview so i guess how does someone answer a question that they don't necessarily know what they're going to say right off the bat without just starting to talk and and ramble do you have a formula you know that's
1: you know i don't because my formula is don't think because you know contestants that are putting themselves in this position of competing in a pageant um it's not an easy process it's not an easy thing to do um, but it comes with that preparation that confidence and if you know your opinion right and you don't second guess that opinion you have to just be yourself and you open your mouth and if you're an intelligent person which most of most people that compete in pageants have that inside of them, um, some more overtly than others, um, the answer will come out in your true opinion form. So just open your mouth and be true to yourself and don't try to give them what you think they want. So you might not have the right answer. You might not have the best answer, um, but that's not worth hanging up yourself
0: around. Oh, completely. And one of the best things that I do is... I talk one of the best things that I do in preparation for like interview or just having to speak in front of people is I try to talk to as many different personality types as possible. Mm -hmm. Um, And then also like fun facts and stuff like that. They always interest me. Um, Just random trivial things that deal with history or ingredients, whatever. So um, that stuff interests me and I'm able to pull on those kind of different information and those my different experiences of networking with someone and getting awkward silence and <laughs> learning how to overcome that or push through that etc th- that's really practical so when i get into like an interview type situation so i would encourage um, you listening like fine just like if you're sitting there in a waiting room like try to find like an interesting fact and just remember that because invariably you'll be able to bring that up in conversation somewhere. Like, oh my gosh, I read this and it's a conversation starter. And really, if you're good at starting conversations, keeping conversations rolling or like getting yourself out of conversations in a social setting, you'll just straight dominate interview regardless of what questions are thrown your way.
1: Exactly. That's the whole point.
0: Awesome. Okay, Jesse. So um, how can they like... I guess if they want to work more with you, how can they do that? How can they find you and, and maybe even just tell them some options too?
1: Yeah. If you are, if you find that interview is one of your greatest anxieties as you prepare for your pageant, uh, one feature of our VIP membership that I love is the ability to have mock interviews very regularly. Um, you can book them unlimited as they're available uh, with a pageant coach. So with our team, I am always sharing with them. If you have a contestant in a pageant with current events, that's one of your expectations is to be able to provide them um, with that knowledge. So you can find that by visiting pageantplanet.com slash pageant coaching. And that is a monthly subscription. Um, and if you want a little bit extra, you can be our VIP platinum member, which affords you those unlimited mock interviews, but also concrete one-on-one coaching sessions with me.
0: Yeah. And, I actually didn't tell, tell you that I'd done this, but you they can also just go to the com backslash coaching. I, I switched up the, the URL to make it easier for when we tell people. So, That's um, perfect. yeah, well, as always, extremely valuable, Jesse. Thank you so much for your time and your expertise. Thanks, Stephen. Want to ask your questions to the title holders and professionals we interview? Become a VIP girl today and get unlimited coaching from the pageant planet. Plus, ask as many questions as you'd like for only $47.